0: This episode of Let's Talk Mate is brought to you by Novatech. Thank you to Novatech for sponsoring the show and helping to support men's mental health. Hello everybody and welcome to Let's Talk Mate, Solent Minds Men's Mental Health Chat. Now, before we get into this chat, I just want to quickly remind you that if you are listening and you do want to keep listening and enjoy listening to these podcasts subscribe follow like us on whatever platform you're listening to us if you're listening to us on spotify give us a follow if you're listening to us on facebook give us a like if you listening to ins- on youtube sorry subscribe um and then if you would rather an audio version of podcast you listen to video you can hop over to spotify if you'd rather a video version of podcast and actually see what's going on hop over to youtube or hop over to facebook Um, And that's about it for the kind of spiel. My name is Sam. I am the Digital Content Officer at Solent Mind. Um, And this episode of the podcast will be focusing on student mental health. So I have two fantastic guests alongside me. Um, Harrison, if you'd like to introduce yourself first.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Harrison, uh, now a graduate from Solent University, uh, where I did sports journalism undergrad and then uh, broadcasting as a master's. Uh, I was also the student mental health officer uh, in my third year of uni uh, for the university as well. And Jordan? Oh, hello, I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm also from
2: Solent. So I've done a BA in media production and only three weeks ago, I finished my MA degree in film production.
0: Very heavy Solent presence here. I'm also Solent alumni, exact same route as Harrison did, in fact, just I think a year earlier for the masters at least. Um, but yes, yeah, just to first jump straight into it um, and talk about that kind of initial phase of university, that first year, that freshers um, aspect. And I know for me personally, that real rush of how quickly you go from, you know, living with your parents and then moving out for the first time. Living with ra- a complete group of random people, that was something I really struggled with. I was wondering if either of you had similar struggles in that kind of first year, that initial kind of move area.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean moving to uni is, is always going to be a d- difficult process for me. like I, I, I kind of relished it. I um, thoroughly enjoyed kind of going out and meeting new people and just like starting a new experience. Uh I'm still friends with um a lot of my flatmates now I still talk to them, still see them as much as I can um and and yeah I mean it was i think at first it was more kind of the excitement, and then as soon as you kind of get into your rhythm it it does a little bit become a little bit different, a little bit difficult uh being away from home um and kind of out of your comfort zone, but it was just important that I kind of got into a routine straight away and. Uh, that really helped, obviously, first year.
2: Sort of quite similar with Harrison in that sense. I, I was quite lucky to move in with my in first year, <clears throat> and um, we're still pretty much best mates. So I was quite fortunate in that sense of coming to uni was sort of my first steps of independence. I enjoyed it more probably than some people have. I know it varies from person to person.
0: Yeah, and I think that I think the thing that you've both touched on there is kind of the key to that is. When I moved in, I don't think I talked to anyone who I moved in with in my kind of first year. Uh, One person, perhaps, who I moved in with in my first year. And I think that can play such a key aspect. Obviously, you're living with these people. Like, obviously, it plays quite a key aspect. But it can be so tough when you do find yourself not necessarily getting along with the people you live with. And realistically, the chances are quite slim of the people you just happen to be thrown into dorms with or thrown into a flat with, happen to be people you get along with. And I know I really struggled with that in my first year. I actually failed my first year um, due to my two various mental health struggles. Um, And I think a lot of that was to do with, you know, you don't when you go to university, you have this expectation of what university life is meant to be. That you have this expectation of you go out, you go out near enough every night, at least every weekend, you meet people, you have fun with people, you drink this, that and the other. And when it doesn't go exactly the way you expect it to, even if it isn't necessarily bad, because I don't, certainly don't feel like I had an awful first year, it just wasn't exactly what you expect. It's almost that moment of like, well, what? what um, is there something I'm doing wrong where literally everyone else within my flat is having such a great time, but not me and stuff like that. And that expectation of university life can be so difficult. I don't know if either of you have an experience of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's important uh, to realise at the time that everybody else is in exactly the same situation. Like, people react to different scenarios in completely different ways, but ultimately you're all going through the same experience. Um, for me, I just kind of... I say I got busy. I, I started meeting a lot of friends, going on nights out and stuff like that. I was less less interested in the, the uni kind of side of things. Um, and I kind of just... I jumped into... into um, being social and getting out as much as possible Um, and yeah I I only really kind of I didn't really struggle at first I think it was when I got more used to things um, that things were a little bit more difficult uh, and I had to seek kind of support.
0: I I think one thing that I really found as I kind of went into different years obviously I found my first year Went into a second attempt at first year and did enjoy that a little bit more, didn't have like a group of friends, but I had individual friends. Um, and then with each year, I found myself being more confident in that. And I think the key thing is, is that mindset you said is knowing that everyone is in the same boat as you. So I felt a little bit more confident, you know, when you get set up in those little group chats with the people in your accommodation. I felt more confident in being the one who goes, Oh, everyone come to. Pre-drinks at mine, or everyone come to do this at mine, because you realise that everyone wants that person who has that that little bit more confidence. Because everyone wants to do that, they just don't necessarily have the confidence to do that. And I, I've definitely found myself growing into that role a little bit more, especially when it came to my masters, um, where I felt like you know I was a seasoned pro at being a student by that point. So I could like almost lead the way in that kind of thing. And my master's, despite being in lockdown for a lot of it, ended up being one of my better years at university. So like, it is the aspect of just really clocking in how much it is the same for everyone, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, the start of uni, it's it's an exciting and it's a crazy time at the same time. Um I mean, just thinking back now, I had a couple of issues when I started uni uh family issues, my nephew going into intensive care, literally like within the first month of uni. And it was important that whatever issues I had, I, I vocalized it and even engaged with somebody so that I wasn't kind of alone with that. Um, because as much as I did try and get involved in kind of social aspects and stuff like that, it was. It, was important to manage mental health at the same time
0: I feel like that's kind of the aspect I know certainly for me is I never knew heard much about mental health before I came to uni like I had my own issues in college but you never really hear that kind of term of mental health depression anxiety and it's almost like in uni you're thrown into it and you start feeling these things and then suddenly you have to become aware of these things uh, I don't know if you Jordan if you had much kind of experience before uni or if you were kind of thrown into uni and then you started feeling these things that you hadn't felt before
2: yeah I was going to say because um we obviously through school and college we had plenty of teaching like learning about mental health and things to sort of be ready for and to expect but I've, I feel like in some ways I believe i was sort of like immune to it in a way so I never really had many problems prior to uni I think as you were saying coming to uni you're sort of more left open to it, I guess. Like for me, it was more towards the end of first year. I feel like I started to get affected a lot more just by various things happening. Um, sort of problems that I just didn't feel were going to happen to me before uni. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah, and I think it is that kind of thing of being thrown in the middle of it. You're feeling these things, and then you have to learn how to deal with these things. While also juggling, especially by the time if you said you're feeling it towards the end of uni, that's when you're in your most intense kind of deadline phase as well. And how hard it can be then to juggle it with going, oh, so I've got these things that I'm trying to learn how to deal with. But I've also got this 5000 word essay or whatever it might be to do. And I just can't, you can't figure out how to focus in. But you could just go out of your mates because all of your mates are going out tonight instead. So let's just do that. And how hard is it when you're in those kind of mental health spaces to say, oh, I'm going to go and do work, not going to go out and have a fun time with my mates?
1: Uh, I think it's incredibly difficult. I mean, most of the time I I didn't do that. I just went out anyway uh, and then just got on with the work later. In hindsight, it was probably a a bad idea because I ended up rushing and putting more stress on myself uh, when it came up to deadlines and stuff like that. it's managing everything, and it's 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 a quick kind of culture shock, and it's important that you kind of get to grips with the workload, the the social life, and everything, so that you know when best to do do this and when's best to do that. Did you? Did even you feel you
0: had there was much guidance in that way? Because it almost feels like there's two very separate sides to uni, and they don't kind of interact much. You don't get guidance on how to manage both work and going out. You kind of have separate guidance for each side. I don't know if you had, you felt like there could have been more guidance in that way in terms of managing your work, managing your workload, but also recognizing the importance of the social aspect.
2: I think sort of a fair bit of that does in terms of balancing both the working and the fun side just comes down to sort of personal initiative in some ways, I guess, because for me, I was pretty bad at balancing. I was definitely a lot of the partying and then sort of more rushing towards the end. But um, I know there's obviously plenty of guidance on where to go for sort of things like this. But I personally, I never took it upon myself to sort of get engaged with that side.
0: It, it, it did almost feel like looking after, at least to me, I can't speak for everyone, obviously, but it did almost feel like this idea of looking after your mental health was going to be like an extracurricular activity. Like it's something you had to kind of add to your list of things to do versus it being actually, you know, spoken about in lesson, spoke about in lectures, mentioned in lectures, even if it, you know, we can't expect lecturers to be therapists as well. That's not what they're pay to do but at least having that kind of open conversation and that, and lecturers are open to it when you come to them but it almost feels like there's no just mention of it in passing that makes you feel like oh that is a thing that other people are dealing with the lecturer mentions it for,
1: for me I can't remember a time where any lecturer ever brought it up from their own volition uh, it was always brought up either by myself um mostly by myself to be honest obviously being student mental health officer um but some of the le- things i learned in that role when it comes to lecturers and actually getting support from peers as well like there's not many lecturers who are trained in mental health um not even like quick courses or anything like that like they're not very aware of the services either i found uh even at the university. Um, I don't know how much that's changed, but um, I felt like a lot of the time I was teaching lecturers how to deal with a lot of these scenarios, um, which shouldn't be the case. I know at one specific time, there was only one lecturer at Solent who was mental health first aid trained. Um, And then all all the other staff who were trained were the people that worked in therapy and mental health and student hub and stuff like that. But they're not the the front-facing people, so I, I think it's obviously important that, as a kind of a culture shift, lecturers should be more aware of, kind of, where to get support and how to how to talk to people as well. Like, I understand they can only do as much as as they know, and but yeah, for me, I think more needs to be done on that side of things.
0: This is really interesting to think about because you would think now that mental health first aid training would be quite a key element to be in any kind of teacher really you'd especially as things progress um I do know how, me and Harrison were on the same course I don't know if Jordan you had similar um experiences on your course in terms of how yeah like it, um, sure if you approach a lecturer that'll probably handle it really well but are they proactively being conscious of that kind of thing
2: I think similar thing really yeah we weren't in terms of lecture wise there wasn't much on it but I know I think probably at this very start of uni I think we were sort of told where we can go for guidance within the uni but the lecturers themselves weren't really there for that.
0: How much do people pay attention in that kind of freshers week? Uh, You know you're you're all pile to a lecture theatre with the whole of the course a lot of the course that you're probably never going to see again because you're going to be split off into different classes and whatever else and at that time of your uni experience are you really paying attention to the uh, oh this is the mental health this way you can go for mental health support because you're probably not thinking you're going to need it at any point because you're still in that aspect of going oh this is just really exciting this is university i just want to crack on kind of thing so it's this kind of idea of saying it at the beginning of the year and then that's the last time you hear of it. That can just, you know, that that makes it so that it it's almost feels impossible to go back to it, if you know what I mean.
1: It's it's all well and good me saying that the, the lecturers should have been doing more and stuff like that. But we, we know where the support services are, I, I, but I think it's just making it easier to actually access those. Um, I mean, the support services at Solon were really helpful for me, uh, at some difficult times. Uh, but I think I accessed them because I had, I kind of, I was obviously doing a lot of work in mental health and, uh, a lot of my focus was on that and wasn't my first rodeo kind sort of thing. Uh, I I've been struggling for a number of years, but for people who may be struggling for the first time and maybe have clocked off, or didn't attend a lecture or just weren't listening when when a lecturer says this is where you can get help and support. Maybe people don't know. And I don't think there's quite enough kind of reminders and enough conversation about it.
0: Everyone has got like, their own things. What were the aspects for both of you in terms of your kind of struggles during university? As I said, mine was that initial move, but I kind of grew into it a little bit more as I went on. Obviously, those struggles don't disappear. I think that's a also a key thing to emphasize is even when you know even when I was in a lot more better place socially in the last couple of years I still have my moments I still have my moments now even when I feel like I've been doing it for years but what were those aspects that got both of you and what are those aspects that really you struggled with more than anything else? So I
2: think with Neo it kind of started summer of first year I think after I finished because i would kind of gone from meeting so many new friends obviously something like having this sort of social life which I didn't have much before uni and then taking this big break between first and second year suddenly going from having loads of people around me to almost just no one for a summer I think you know just became quite lonely and then especially even now there's plenty of times I think having that drop off in, in friends as such in one way obviously as well going out partying all the time doesn't help too much either kind of more as like a distraction i think but yeah i think it's more so just times of loneliness in that sense to me
1: yeah i think i'll probably echo what you're saying like the the most kind of well the awkward times were the the gaps in between kind of studies where the summer months um for me a lot of the time i didn't go home um i stayed at uni for work purposes. But that was it. I'd just stay, work, and then, yeah, go to sleep, go back to work, and and everybody had kind of all this circle of friends that I had here in Southampton disappeared and gone splitting up all around the country. So yeah, that loneliness aspect of things does get difficult, and then again, it's difficult to get back into the rhythm of things when you start uni again Um, because it's been months and months since you've seen anyone and difficult to get into that social atmosphere again
0: I am naturally I don't want to say I'm not a social person I am a social person I think everyone in some aspects is a so in a lot of aspects social person but I'm not the kind of person and I thought like this is where maybe I got left behind by some friendship groups because but how do you kind of find especially that atmosphere of going out for me it was fine because you know I I'm like a drink and there were some aspects again, where I forced myself to drink when I probably wasn't feeling it. And that can come with a lot of issues, but there is, a, as I say, there is one, almost one way of doing a uni experience. And sometimes when you're not doing that, so people that don't want to drink, for example, where, where do they know where they can go? You know, do they know they can go to a certain social or something like that where people don't drink, but then even half the socials, you're going out on a Wednesday night, at least in Southampton. So how is that aspect of finding these different routes in terms of, you know, there's this uni experience right in front of you, which a lot of people get on with fine, but then also finding your own way of having a good uni experience.
1: It's, I think it's particularly difficult. I mean, going back to your earlier point of like going out and socialising, having a drink and stuff like that, I'd go out. I was a bit of a party animal, like a minimum twice a week. And that was because I was having a, Bit of a rough time, and um, going out was like kind of like that salvation, really having a good time, socialising, having a drink. Um, so that's why I would go out a lot. But then, on the other hand, um, the kind of the non-drinking activities, Solent SU we're, were particularly good at that, I think. But also, in the same vein, you go to Freshers Fair and you see all of these things. But it's almost as gone as quickly as it comes. and You have to make a, des- a decision on the spot. What do you want to do for the next year for your social and your extracurriculum activities? And if you don't make a decision on that day, most of the time you've missed out.
0: I think that that can be a particularly difficult aspect. Because I know I went through Fesher's Fair and just kind of just walked through because it was just so overwhelming in that moment of just like going to that kind of little curtain And there's like all the sports are the first thing you see. And I was like, I'm probably not going to be in sports. And then by the time you get round to the other stuff that isn't necessarily sports, you're almost rushing through by that point. And it it is such an overwhelming experience. And there's no, I mean, there is, I know there's places online where you can see all the social groups and stuff like that. But it's not particularly easy to find. And it's also not particularly easy to then access because it's like, I'll give this number a call. Whereas I I especially in my early years of university, the idea of phoning anyone was just completely off the table because that's just anxiety going mad. Socials is one thing I really wish I got more involved in, because I said I didn't get on with the people I lived with necessarily. So socials could have been my salvation. I just never had that. I never felt like I had that access. So I never had an easy access for someone with anxiety to be able to just. I don't know, send in a form, or send in an email, or whatever it might be. I don't know if either of you joined societies and had a little bit more joy of that.
2: Um, no, I never actually joined any societies. There were some, I think, through uni I was kind of tempted to, but I think sort of what Harrison said earlier, and you feel like you sort of missed out in some way with applying for it. I think it got to the point where maybe like half through second year I was tempted to join some, but I wasn't entirely sure if I really wanted to anyway, or if you know, if I'm joining kind of late to it that's that way.
1: Or well, something to do, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I think we all get to a point where it's like, I need something to do. And then it, deciding what to do is the most difficult part of it. Because the amount of times I've got into something kind of half assed and I'm like, oh, okay, I actually realised I didn't want to do this. But then again, it's it's important to kind of try things out. and And that's what I would have liked more of kind of, I wouldn't say more variety, but more, more opportunity, you know?
0: And I think one thing that we, we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, but I think it really is worth focusing on, is that grind you end up having to do, especially, at least I found, obviously, uh, Harrison, you can echo this, but on a sports journalism course, you did have week-to-week stuff to do where you did have to grind week-to-week. But it was like, OK, you've done that for the week. And it's always the more enjoyable stuff as well. Versus, uh, then come well November December of one semester, come February March April of the next semester. It then becomes so difficult to because you're going from you know limited work. There is work, of course, there's work. There's lectures and whatever else to all the work that you have to do. And this is what all your year almost comes down to is these kind of this kind of month. How how did you find Georgia's? dealing with that pressure and how did you then find ways of around it almost
2: so I'm not exactly like the most model student when it came to submissions and deadlines um I, I know as much as I didn't enjoy them and as stressful as they were part of me also lived for those sort of last week sort of deadline seasons in some way just going in and seeing everyone from your course all stressing over an assignment trying to get it done there, there was like its own joy to that but at the same time it's you always have this like underlying stress waking up knowing that you've still got to do three thousand words for the next couple of days sort of thing
0: uh, and do you have uh, what was your because I feel like every, there's there's very different types of students there is the kind of work from home students who can do that but then there's also the ones to, uh, doing pulling all-nighters at the library and stuff like that. What, were you an all-nighter at the library first? Oh,
2: definitely. Yeah. I think I, I get too distracted at home when I'm sat in my room with guitars and Xbox and everything like that. I think the, the library for me is where I need to be.
0: Yeah, And I think, again, that's a key aspect is sometimes it can take you, at least especially in first year, I feel like I didn't find what my what my way of doing things was in first year but you do need that kind of time where you do figure out what your way of doing things is and and it almost feels like some in some aspects and you know I got an extra year but in some aspects by the time you get to kind of your peak and like I know exactly what I'm doing oh I'm graduating now like it's very strange having that kind of three years practice where you get into a good routine and then by the time you get to the third year you've got this routine down and then okay it's all over you're you're done I don't know if you found similar things in terms of really finding those routines
2: yeah I think through the just the three years for me you get so accustomed to just student life I guess and I think by my third year I was so accustomed to living in a house with my mates and just all being so used to each other and just how we're getting on with just everything and then next you know all of a sudden uni that's your whole time done It's quite a shock like how quick it goes
0: Uh, we were just talking how I don't know about you had what your kind of tactics your techniques were for that that grind period at the end of the year because everyone has their own ways of dealing with things Um, and I I always break it down to the work from homes or the library or nighters and obviously there's a lot of in-betweens there but that tends to be where people go one of the two
1: yeah I I was I was quite good at just getting the panic done first Um, so uh, but I'm the type of person, I can't work at home. Um, Even now, I I, I despise working from home. Uh, It's sods law that I still work from home full time, but um, I would always have to go to the library, um, try and work out kind of when the library shuts and opens, when's best to go, when's it gonna be quiet. Um, And yeah, I, I, I like to get things done a little bit earlier um so before the deadlines but uh, it does get to a point with student life sometimes that everything just kind of hits you at once and it does kind of get uh, hell to lever um so yeah yeah it's it, i mean it's it's important to have a plan and figure out wh- what you're going to do when you're going to do it how you're going to do it um within within the certain timeframes
0: And I think the key for me was always making sure that I had more time than I thought I needed. So that when you, when you get into those panics, because there will be times when you just can't do it. And I think you've got, you've got to accept that there will be times when you just have to go, okay, it's not happening tonight. I need to go to sleep and I need to start again in the morning because, and, but if you're, you know, that, and that's why I don't think I could ever do a certain amount of grind that I see some people do. When they're doing it like the night before and whatever else, just because if I if, if it's not happening, it's not happening, and that that would be the aspect. If I need the option to go, all right, it's not happening tonight. Let's go to bed and try again in the morning.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Well, and um, I think we need to touch on it a little bit because we both we we have all studied. I know Harrison, you kind of had the end of your studies in lockdown. Uh, me, New Jordan had almost a full year um under COVID uh, restrictions. And it's wor- it has to be touched on because as much as we did have to experience it, I feel so sorry for the people who are their first experience of uni is this version of uni is the lockdown version of uni. Um, I, is there anything that you, you two have found during your time in the lockdown version of uni that really helped in terms of whether it be a socialising aspect or whether it be working, having to work from home and not having those different options?
1: I, I couldn't imagine it, to be honest. Um, I don't think I'd have gone to uni knowing that there was a pandemic. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I take my hat off to anybody who, who's going through uni now because as much as things are coming back to normal and normality now, um, that this last year would have been obscenely difficult. I'm so glad that I, I didn't have to do any work kind of past september 2020 time um but yeah again it's even more important now now that we're we're kind of having less social interactions and stuff like that that we do kind of engage in some proper conversations with people uh anyone really it could be a mate at home or a mate in uni or a lecturer who can signpost you um and then the support team at the university. I mean, the support team at the university are going to be well-versed in this now. Um, so it, it's crucial that kind of... If people if things are difficult, which I can imagine they probably are at times, that people, people access to the support. And um, even if they think it's petty at times where I think to myself, oh, maybe I shouldn't be getting support for this because... Maybe somebody else wouldn't in the same shoes, but I think any any scenario is important to speak to somebody.
0: I think, yeah, it is such a difficult. Like, obviously, uh, I could say that because I was doing my masters at this point, and I've kind of had the that experience, the experience of the first few years. It definitely didn't feel was bad for me because I was kind of just like, I've done, I've done the going out. Thing and you know, I'm get, getting old now. I, I don't mind just having like a few drinks in my flat, or then when the pubs reopened and you could go and sit down in the pubs. I was like, that's probably my preferred thing to do at this point in my life, anyway. But I can't, like, you you do need to find your own way. It, 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 and I think that's been the theme of this kind of whole conversation, whether it's a social aspect, whether it's studying, whether it's just whether you want to go to university or not in the first place as well it's finding your own way and I think I've spoken to a lot of people who've done university and realised it wasn't for them and they felt a lot of guilt I want to say over that feeling like university wasn't for them but it's not for everyone some people thrive just going straight into work and doing that or some people thrive doing apprenticeships and I think it's so important to find your own aspect I definitely didn't think I was going to do a master's I don't know about you Jordan was like the master's always on the forecast or was it like so you got into third year and went all right I'll do a master's
2: yeah I think for me it was kind of towards third year I was considering a little bit because uh, for me as well I wanted to an extra year to sort of just build my experience I guess with video work and sort of production knowledge Um, and then when it came to last summer obviously Covid was in full heat by this point I was really considering it considering not doing it even but I mainly then took up because I've realized if if there's a year where nothing's really happening then I could at least go for it and just get another like an extra master's degree out of it which is quite handy and I've, you know the year itself has been quite helpful for me experience-wise.
0: I'll echo that exactly actually by my experience because I kind of got into third year and I felt like I wasn't quite ready to go in industry. I'd kind of, obviously I'd kind of lost that year of that failed year and not just lost that year you lose a whole year of confidence with failing a year like it was a huge knock on my confidence and I kind of only the only reason I kind of kept going and decided to redo my first year was just probably more out of spite than anything to be honest I just wanted to do it and prove something but then I started to find the actual career aspect I'm really glad I did because I found where I wanted to go with my career and how my degree would help me with that but it's such a hard thing. But yeah, that master's year gave me that extra year of confidence where I went. And I know, Harrison, you could probably echo this as well with our course. A lot of people end up coming into the master's degree having no journalism experience whatsoever. Mm. And with us being undergrads, we almost kind of have to take the lead a little bit and, you know, give them a little bit of pointers, help them with little things. Because as much as the lecturers are really good and lecturers at Solent, especially in journalism courses, are fantastic at what they do, you having that aspect from a student aspect where going okay the way the lecturer is explaining it doesn't make sense to us but this is how I figured it out and that kind of thing it helped me grow in a lot of confidence because you became one of the um, more uh, leaders on the course if you would like and that definitely was huge for my development and the only reason I'm able to be in this kind of role now but yeah just to kind of end we're coming to the end of time let's kind of run down a couple of quick tips a couple of things that you guys have found in terms of, you know, it can be just one big tip or it could be a few different things, whatever. If there's someone watching this going into uni in, well, a week, two weeks time now, what would be the thing that you would say to them?
1: I think it's probably just go out there and go and see as much as you can go and do as much as you can. Um, first year is a strange one i mean you only really need to get 40 percent. i know that's not the uh not what the lecturers would like to hear but um you're in a new place um doing a new thing obviously get to grips with how you do certain aspects of your course um that's crucial but also get out there and go and explore some stuff and go see what what you're interested in it's it's uh, University is a great way of kind of moulding your your career and your life and into the person you are. Like I've, since going to uni, I've, I've changed so much as a person, definitely for the better. And I think that's that's down to kind of throwing myself into these new challenges and these new things.
2: Yeah, I would sort of say, similar to Harrison, really. I, I think as well, if you can find yourself a good group of mates as well from first year, then I think... What helped me for a unit was sticking close to them and building strong relationships and friendships with those people. Um, the next thing I would definitely say is find something you love doing for sure, because what got me through a lot of the pandemic experience was sort of pursuing more photography and learning more music and instruments like playing guitar a lot more and just finding my own sort of personal passion to, to focus on so when things do get a bit more tough, you know, you've got a, a, a quite a nice escape for yourself.
0: yeah Uh, yeah, i'll echo all that i'll say again this is kind of the thing we've been touching on every aspect of the podcast is there is no one way of doing things there's not a right way of doing. it especially you know as a as a man we we have certain uh, expectations and this is a men's mental health podcast for a reason there's certain expectations there's certain things are expected Um, And then in uni life, it's no different to any other life you're expected, you know, go out, get drunk, be able to handle a load of drink, get with girls, whatever it might be. But just find your own way of doing, enjoying yourself. For me, I didn't want to go, I ended up not going to the mainstream kind of bars and clubs a lot more. I would go to the more alternative scene, uh, the gay scene, whatever it might be. And that's where I found myself a little bit more and enjoyed my nights out more than when I would go to I'm not, I, it's probably not worth name dropping bars in Southampton, but the more mm. mainstream places, the switches of the world, if you like. Um, and I think finding your own way to do things is the key aspect and no, not worth comparing yourself to anyone else's experience. Um, some people go to university just for the studies. Some people go to university just for the parties. but you And there's not one one or the other. You can find a middle ground and you can find your own way of doing things um and look at the societies and spend some time looking at the societies as well I'd say don't feel rushed through that really small tent probably won't be a tent anymore will it because of Covid rules it'll probably be outside somewhere so you might have a little bit more time to actually be able to take it all in and definitely take it all in because there's a society for everything I found um and if there's not you can start one of your own um yeah Yeah,
1: just to add I mean it's it's important that any challenge you go to, anything that happens, whether it's good or bad, it's important to kind of look at that, look at that, and learn from it, yeah. uh, and then take that onto your, your next thing. Um, that's one thing that that I've learned. I probably should have said that when you asked me about uh, the advice I'd give to somebody, yeah. but you get it now.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I, and I agree. And I think one more thing that I would say, and one thing that really helped me in my last couple of years, is when you. I would encourage you that if you aren't feeling good and you don't feel like you can go into a lecture, do email your lecturers and do say the actual reason why you're not going in. Not that you've got a sore throat, not that you've woken up a little bit thing. Say that you're feeling a little bit anxious, say that you're feeling a little bit down. It's not easy, but I I could bet that there's going to be at least one lecture on your course that you'd feel like you can have that conversation with. And definitely do that because it makes it so much easier for future when you've had that conversation. They understand while you might not have turned up for a certain lecture and why you might not have done so and I think that's one thing that really helped me in my third year of master's is that I had a relationship like that with a couple of my lecturers in the end Um, so yeah definitely if you they're not going to be mad at you first and foremost at least none of the people that I approached about it was so I think that's one thing that I'll definitely um, I'll definitely touch on Um, so yeah I think that's about it for the podcast I think we can wrap it up here Um, I'd like to reiterate again if you have enjoyed this podcast and you don't want to miss another one uh, follow like us subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening to us on for all the latest on let's talk mate and other soul mind stories follow us on social media that is at soul mind on twitter instagram and facebook see you next month for the latest episode